We're the girls who tell you what's hot and what's not. Welcome to another segment of Ashley and Sarah Live. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. It's actually really, really nice outside. The weather's just absolutely beautiful, especially oh, I know. here in Orlando, and especially after yesterday. <laughs> it was a, it was like a hurricane yesterday. Oh, it was awful. I actually saw a friend posted a picture on Facebook, and something had hit her window and like completely smashed her window in and destroyed her like window, and all oh, her wow. stuff is blown everywhere, and it's from the storm yesterday. That's incredible. I was working all day yesterday, but no one was coming in since it was raining. So all I could see was palm trees and everything blowing. And I was like, this looks like a hurricane. This is probably bad. And everyone, the people that did come in, they were like, we're not going to drive because there's tornado warnings everywhere. But I don't know anyone who actually saw a tornado. They just felt like there was going to be one. But yeah, pretty scary stuff. It was. So we're glad that everybody is able to join us today nice and safe and calm definitely and for people who are march madness fans and have been watching last night fgcu with the win i'm so happy for them my cousin goes there he was ecstatic he he was just happy that they beat georgetown the first time and then the last night with the win was just amazing and they the guys really looked like they were enjoying themselves too it wasn't like a lot of pressure they were like doing the little eagle dance on the sideline it was so funny they really were and they really looked excited and then um you know, the, the star player from um, the other team, from San Diego State, who came up to oh, the yeah. star player of Florida Gulf Coast, and, you know, just, just told them, like, what a good job they were doing and to keep going. Just sportsmanship. I love it. And I absolutely love stories of sportsmanship and just seeing guys, like, help each other up and just the sincerity in that, I just think, is absolutely wonderful. And, and so, Cinderella stories, too. We love those. Yes. You know, and I'm a Gators fan, so it's kind of hard. But I would like to see FGCU win, even though I feel like I'm betraying my brother and my family as, I, as I'm saying this. But that's how I feel. I just, I just want them to keep winning. It would just be so good. It, good feelings everywhere. As much as I love a good Cinderella story, I can't kill my bracket. My bracket oh, depends on Florida making it to the Final <laughs> Four and Miami winning it all. How much money do you lose if you don't win your bracket? I only lose $5, but the jackpot is just... It's a couple hundred dollars, so Didn't if I win, one. I get so much more than what I'm going to lose, and I just want to win, and right now I'm in second place, and actually, out of 31 people, the top two people are girls. Me See, and ladies, one. we got this, we got this, we know, we know we some basketball, or we're just lucky, whatever works. I'm probably more lucky than <laughs> I am knowledgeable. <laughs> well, I'm sure no guy ever expected Florida Gulf Coast to be on the bracket at all. No one did. That screwed up everyone's bracket. <laughs> they had actually asked, I was listening to Sports Center this morning, and they had actually asked Florida to play a scrimmage. Oh, I heard this too. And Florida denied them. Florida's like, no, we don't want to play you. Hmm. And Well, here we go. <laughs> so Florida could have had the chance, and wow. now they don't even get a rematch. That's they so amazing. Go for it. So regarding brackets, there's a professor who can explain why your March Madness bracket might suck. And we're going to take a listen. Hang on one second. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Got it? Yeah. It starts with 68 teams. But brackets only contain 64 teams. So to get a perfect bracket, you have to pick 63 games because everyone except the eventual champion loses one game. Each game has two possible outcomes. So the total number of ways to fill out a bracket is 2 times 2 times 2 times 2 
63 copies of 2 get multiplied by each other, giving us the number that we call 2 to the 63rd, which expanding it out the starts with a 9, <laughs> and then keeps going, and going, and going. So you don't feel bad, Ashley. The number's going. so big, you have no chance of getting a perfect bracket. And going. It really makes me <laughs> sad when I look at this number. And going. <laughs> How much is it? He's about this to tell number us. is more than a 9 with 18 zeros, which we call 9 quintillion. <laughs> so quintillion? there are more than 9 quintillion ways to fill out Quintillion, guys. Bracket. 9 quintillion so ways. just guessing, you basically have no chance. <laughs> well, what if you know basketball? Suppose you know that a number one seed has never lost to a number 16 seed except in the women's tournament. Suppose you know a two seed rarely loses to a 15 seed. If you know something about basketball, then your chance of getting a perfect bracket is probably more like one in 128 billion. Billion. You're a little now, better than that. 128 yeah. billion yeah. is a lot smaller than nine quintillion, but to put it in perspective how hard this is, if everyone in the entire United States knew something about basketball and filled out a bracket, then there's a less than one-fourth of one percent chance that anyone anywhere <laughs> in the U.S. would get a perfect bracket. So when your bracket goes down the tubes, don't worry, so is everybody else's. I love that video. I saw it and was just like, perfect. I think of Ashley because I, every time I talk to you, we're talking about brackets and how yours is doing terrible. And I'm like, but everyone else is too. That's true. I think, <laughs> I think Georgetown, you know, absolutely killed me. And Notre Dame absolutely killed me because I had Notre Dame going to the Final Four. But apparently somebody else did too because everybody else's bracket killed, got killed somewhere oh. in there. And so I don't, I don't feel as bad now that I saw that. That was, um, a math professor from DePaul University, that was Jeff Burgeon, and he was demonstrating to us why your bracket is going to suck. <laughs> and probably everyone who has a bracket is probably like, no, <laughs> why did they win? But I don't have a big enough group of friends that watch basketball that are like, yeah, let's put money together in a pool and do this thing. But no one does that that I know. I go through um, my dad, a bunch of people at his work do it, and so he invited me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And, and uh, Last year I was a lot worse, in a lot worse shape than I am right See, now. The girls are ruling the world right now. They're owning. So hopefully in your pool of people, girls continue to win. That would just be like sticking it to the man. I'd be, <laughs> I would be so excited if either I or this other lady came out on top and you know, just really What's like, the price, yeah. like $200 or something? I think so. It's a couple hundred dollars. So that's nice, $5 and... I know. Come out on top? I would be super excited. It's all luck. That's like fantasy football, too. I'm, I've am i never played it, but my brother and my stepdad get so involved in it. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are doing right now, but I'm going to step out of the room. <laughs> I get really angry about fantasy football, especially because it's like, you're torn. You want to root for your favorite team, but then you really want to root for this player. and On the opposing team that, that because night? Because they're on your fantasy football team, and... And then they have a really terrible game, and you get really angry, and then somebody else who had a really terrible game the game before does really well, and you're like, man, if I had only put them in, I would have won. And it's it's terrible. I don't know. It just blows my mind how engulfed people get with certain sports like football. It's just it's become a tradition. Like Sunday night, we are sitting around the TV, and we're going to worship the TV and watch football. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm always too busy. I always make this excuse, but... I don't know. I, I'd rather work than watch football. I'll get the recaps on ESPN later. <laughs> For us, it's Saturday. We're big college oh, football people. Gotcha. Alabama. Yes. 
Roll Tide. <laughs> oh, goodness. Stop it. All right. So we have, what was the other story we were talking about? We found this story that middle schoolers who date are more likely to drop out and use drugs. Which is interesting. It really is. It was um, researched by the University of Georgia. And middle schoolers who date are four times more likely to drop out of school, twice as likely to drink and smoke marijuana, and tend to have worse teacher-reported study habits. See, I can I can believe the study habits because every night before I go to sleep, I call my boyfriend and we talk. So instead of talking on the phone, I could be studying or doing homework, but I'm not. So that takes study time away. So I could see how that equals worse grades. I don't know. That kind of surprised me with like smoking marijuana and drinking. But I guess dating opens up parenting. They're just like, oh, OK, our kids are with so and so. And then they're really at a party. I don't know. I'm not a parent. so I don't know. Well, I think whoever, you know, it says here that a likely explanation for the worst educational performance of early daters is that these adole- these adolescents start dating early as part of an overall pattern of high-risk behaviors. Okay. So I guess that's kind of why they get into these things. But hmm. See, in my middle school, you would get in trouble for hugging someone, and you would get written up if you were kissing someone. So my friends actually got written up for kissing in the eighth grade, quote-unquote, eighth grade hallway. And it was this big deal. They're like, oh, but they just kiss. And they're like, it's school policy. You can't be doing this. So my school is really anti being in a relationship. They did not want any hand-holding or anything. They didn't enforce that at my middle school until after I left. But in my high school, my senior year, we had to take home a parent permission slip type thing that you had to get signed by your permit like by your parents that had this list of rules that you like were not going to bump and grind that you were going to stand in an upright That's position ridiculous. while dancing you we had to get it signed for prom and for homecoming That would never work at my high school. You got like three strikes like teachers would pull you off of the dance floor and our homecoming king got kicked out of homecoming dance for for dancing, for dancing. inappropriately. Inappropriately. Gosh, that's, <laughs> if you knew, my high school, everyone, all the girls throw their shoes underneath the table, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's dance, because you only really wear your heels for, like, literally the first two minutes after you take photos. Exactly. So we throw our heels underneath the table, and my friend went to go, like, grab her shoe to put it back on. I have no idea, no reason why, but she goes to grab her shoe, and she's like, there was someone under the table, and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> there are people down there. Like, uh, did you see two bodies or what? She's like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, but it was just like, it was, I think the year before was so bad that they had to kind of do something. And one of the teachers, her husband was a police officer. And so the year before he was, re- or she was recording uh-huh. these kids dancing. And her husband comes up to her and he's like, you know, if you have that on your phone, that could technically be considered child pornography. Are you serious? The dancing was that bad. So I think that's oh kind of why they gosh. had to do something. But I mean, it's <sighs> just, I think the parent permission slips kind of were... What needed to be done. Yeah, but it was still, it was just, I mean, the lights were on and... The okay, lights were on too? See, everyone stopped dancing when the lights were on. We're like, turn off the lights. And then they turn it back on and everyone goes dancing like they, they were. My friend went to a Catholic school, and for her eighth grade dance, they're like, Holy Spirit, in between you. And she's like, this is the lamest thing ever. So, like, you're dancing like, slowly. You have to go with the guy on her, and she's, like, reaching across trying to touch him. And they're like, okay. And people would walk by and make sure that there was space in between you and your dance partner, or you would get in trouble. I mean, I get it. It's a Catholic school. 
But I just I thought it was so funny. So then when she went to her first real high school dance, she's like, oh, I don't have to follow those rules anymore. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, not at all. <laughs> That's really funny. I know. But uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to play some music. You're listening to Ashley and Sarah Live. Someday you will die, but I'll be close behind. They'll follow you into the dark, no blinding light, or tunnels to gates of white. Just our hands clasped so tight, waiting for the hint of a spark. If heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied, Illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs If there is no one beside you when your soul embarks Then I'll follow you into the dark In Catholic school, as vicious as Roman rule I got my knuckles bruised by a lady in black And I held my tongue As she told me, son Fear is the heart of love So I never went back and if heaven and hell decide That they both are satisfied Illuminate the nose On their vacancy signs if there's no one beside you when your soul embarks, then I'll follow you into the dark. You and me have seen everything to see, from Bangkok to Calgary, and the soles of your shoes are all worn down. The time for sleep is now, but it's nothing to cry about, cause we'll hold each other soon in the blackest of rooms. And if heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied, and illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs. If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks, then I'll follow you into the dark. And I'll follow you into the dark.
Welcome back to Ashley and Sarah Live. Wanna get high? Or let's just play shuffleboard instead. <laughs> I like shuffleboard. There's a story that I found on the New York Times, and there's a woman by the name of Cher who's a 65-year-old retired teacher who socializes with friends that are all in their 60s, and they use marijuana when they socialize. So once a week, they get together and play Texas Hold'em and then pass around a doobie. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't have guess this but in the article it goes on to say that the baby boomer generation grew around parents that were from the 60s and 70s so it was more appropriate and more accepted during those times so then after i realized that i was like oh okay i guess i could understand that i mean i guess it's like they're the younger generation too now because a lot of people our age accept it i mean colorado legalized marijuana and i think washington state's on its way to legalizing it too so I just thought this was a very interesting story. Because most of the time when you think of 
older people, you think of their hard, harsh, strict standards that they used to have when they were growing up. But then a 65-year-old retired teacher says that she smokes weed at least once a week with her friends. So they just sound like a typical high schooler. They really do. (laughs) And she says it's just a social thing. Yeah. It's not like she's doing it and then, I don't know, drinking and doing other drugs with it. It's just just a social thing, playing cards, instead of playing shuffleboard. (laughs) I mean, there's a... There's a older generation in Florida, if you think about, like, Fort Myers and South Florida. So I wonder if they're smoking right now. <laughs> I wonder. It's a nice weather out, you know, you never know. The National Survey on Drug Use and Health reported in 2011 that 6.3% of adults between the ages of 50 and 59 used the drug, and that number has risen from 2.7% in 2002. Hmm, interesting. I know that my grandpa, he has medicinal marijuana because he has really bad back problems and my dad always makes fun of me he's like oh you lighten one up in the in the bathroom like in your high school days he's like be quiet i I need this for my back (laughs) oh it's always a fun time when i'm around my grandpa but so i wonder if they if they went to legalize it in florida because if there's a higher number of elderly elderly if they would actually if it would pass i don't know i know that a lot of people that are older than me, like my mom and her friends, they think that it'll be legalized within their lifetime. So I'm not for it or against it. I'm just kind of like in the middle in the whole issue. I don't really, it's not like I do it, but I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not against it either or for it. I mean, I think if you're going to legalize it, you might as well tax it. That's my opinion on it. No, I agree with you on that one too. Now we're getting all political. (laughs) Look Uh, at us. So have you ever wrestled a gator before? I have not. I've seen people wrestle gators. Have you been to Gatorland and like, see, I, I've just been to Gatorland and they wave the food in front of them and then they feed the gators. It's kind of exciting. It's like meal time. Everyone watches. Or maybe that was Alligator Farm in St. Augustine. It's the same I think thing. Alligator though. Farm in St. Augustine. The Jacksonville Fair, whenever it comes, they have Kachunga. And Kachunga? So they have this giant, this giant alligator and they do this whole show with the alligators and they wrestle it and they show you how they can put their head in the alligator. Oh gosh, I would never do that. The, the closest I got to holding an alligator, they actually had an alligator on campus not not too long ago. They had its mouth taped, so oh. it, it can't do anything. It's it's pretty much paralyzed. It, it, it won't do anything, but everyone was taking photos holding the gator and all I could think was poor gator, he's probably like, put me down. I just want to <laughs> stay here. I don't want to be switched into someone else's arms. But there was this story. First off, they say that if you want to get a job done, you call in a woman. But if you really want to get it done, you call in a mom. This woman is a mom of two children, and she is a police officer. Her name is Jessica McGregor. And she wrestled a gator because there was a gator coming by a a sidewalk where kids were walking home from school. And she called the animal control, and they're like, we can't be here right now. We'll be here in like an hour. And she told them, we can't wait. So she decided to lasso up the gator and take care of the problem herself. And there's actually a video that we're going to post on our Facebook page. If you want to take a look at it, just like us on Facebook. It's Ashley and Sarah Live. And then you'll see all of our cool, trending things that we're talking about. But I would never do it. You couldn't pay me enough money to do it. I'd just be like, kids, walk on the other side of the street. There's a gator. (laughs) Set up some cones and be like, oh, no. Just kind of, you know, go around and, you know, just... Watch out and keep away. And I can't imagine. It's like the new, was it Crocodile Hunter? Steve Irwin, wasn't it? 
He died, but... I know, I know this, I know this, but she's like, the new crocodile hunter. But <laughs> only it's an alligator, so that makes no point. <laughs> I give up. I understand what you're saying. But I don't think that I would ever go over there and... Alligators just aren't my thing. She just tied her ha- tied her hands around the snout and was like, no, you're not getting these kids today. Very brave of her. I don't think that I would. I'm pretty sure this story was in Florida, too. It has to be. I'm sure Not unless it it's like Louisiana. It doesn't really say. She talked to the Orlando... It was okay, then it has Lake to County. Be. Okay, Lake County. There we go. It's definitely not Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember is L. <laughs> Fail. <Not> Louisiana. <laughs> Any other exciting videos or things that we've seen lately trending the web? I don't know. I, mm, nothing besides... There was another Hooters girl that caught another ball. <laughs> All these Hooters girls catching live balls. I know. They can't keep their hands off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I kind of stole that off the Tosh.0, but not really. Kind of. Now my face is all red. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Ashley and Sarah Live.
Welcome back to Ashley and Sarah Live. That first song you were listening to was Mirrors by Justin Timberlake, my new favorite song of the week. The second song you heard was Dead Sea by the Lumineers. It's one that I absolutely like, love. And then the last Don't one, lie, you think it's boring. No, I really <laughs> like it. That's why I played it. I really like it. No one else does, but I really like it. 
And then the last one you just heard was Under the Weather by Mac Miller. Who I love think is it. Very underappreciated, but I really like Mac Miller. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we're getting boring? I don't think we're boring. See, because I know that I didn't go to the beach and go all crazy at spring break. But there's a study that came out that shows spring breakers aren't as crazy as they used to be. That's interesting. I know, because Daytona Beach, they didn't have as many visitors as they normally do on an annual spring break. And I don't know if it's a combination of poor college kids, emphasis on poor college kids, not having money to go to do all these cruises and elaborate getaway vacations for for a week. Or we're just homebodies now and we don't want to, we'd rather sleep because if you are like any other college student, you had midterms either before spring break or after spring break. So if it was before, you're sleeping now to sleep off all the all-nighters that you pulled. Or if it's after spring break, like all mine were, which really sucked. But, you know, you're studying the whole week, so you're really not having that much fun. And then, you know, maybe we go to parties all the time, so why have a whole week? to party when I'm just going to go to parties every week anyways. I mean, that too, and it was, it's still early. There's still people who have spring breaks going on. And I know. So it could be a combination of that, but, I mean, I spent my spring break doing nothing and absolutely loved it. Right? <laughs> I feel like I'm becoming boring, but I'm enjoying it because this semester is killing me, so the week was like much needed R&R. I think so, and I think it's like one of those things people are like, oh, you know, like, don't rush getting old, and... I don't want to. I want to take this time to enjoy sleeping in and, you know, reading a book. Because once you get a job, you're not going to have time to sleep in anymore anyways. Exactly. So I think enjoying this nice time to be boring. Exactly. Plus, granted, we go to parties all the time. Like, I mean, if that's what Daytona Beach and other places are saying, then so be it. But there are other people out there going on cruises. I just don't have $400 to spend on a cruise. And I'm not going to go on a cruise anytime soon. Because of the whole Carnival Cruise thing, so... Definitely going to avoid Carnival. <laughs> I've only gone on Royal Caribbean, and I'm going to stick with that. I've never been on a cruise. Oh, you're missing out. I know, it's a sad life. I know, but see, poor college students. We don't have money for this anyways, which makes us boring because we don't do these extravagant spring break things. Exactly. But at least we had a safe spring break. There was a family in who was um, at Birmingham Airport... And while they were there, a 300-pound arrival departure panel fell on the family. Oh, my gosh. And um, it fell on a mom and I think three of her kids. And so it fell, and she had surgery for broken ankles and a crushed pelvis. And, and this is before going on spring this break. This is before going on spring break. And so two of her other sons were seriously injured, and a third died. And while she was in the hospital and she was unconscious and in intensive care, she didn't know that her third son had died how does the sign just fall it was it hanging that's what i want to know it was an arrival and departure sign was it hanging on obviously it was either on a wall or it was hanging from the ceiling i'm, I'm assuming from the ceiling it had to have been on the ceiling but it may have been on it the doesn't wall. really give us much information in this article no but it's just you know it's absolutely just devastating i can't and even so imagine you're expecting to go somewhere exciting like disney world or i don't even know somewhere somewhere Good family spring va- break vacation, and then they were going to Destin, happens. Florida. I've been to Destin; it's so nice. It really is. Oh. They're a family of seven. Wow. Well, on a lighter note, there's a movie out. There is a movie 
that is out called Spring Breakers. It has James Franco and Selena Gomez. I love them both. I do too. <laughs> I I really want to go see it. He's been in so many movies lately. He was in Oz, and now he's in this movie. And then, I don't know, Selena Gomez is just getting a lot of publicity from the Justin Bieber breakup and yeah. all the Twitter talk and everything like that. I'm I'm going to go see it. I don't know. Are you going to go see it? See, I don't see movies. Everyone who knows me, I used to go to movies all the time and emphasis on co- poor college student. Mm. There you go. I don't have $10 to spend on a movie ticket now. I think it I may goes to gas. <laughs> Vanessa Hutchinson is in it as well. Oh. So, but... Vanessa Ann Hudgens? Yes. Selena Gomez. Who else? Uh, Ashley Benson. I think... I I can't... I can't think of the movie that she was in. Yeah. And it's rated R. And it's a drama. I think it has drug use and alcohol and all of those things in it. Of course it does. Spring break. See, I didn't have those kind of things in my spring break. So maybe maybe if I watch this movie, I'll be like, next spring break, senior year. <laughs> Woo! Courage to do crazy things. Maybe, but not really. Yeah, no. I'll just think about it and then say no. And then sleep some more. Pretty much, that's what's going to happen. But there are some really interesting movies coming out this year. I know. But the thing is, everyone likes to watch movies that they're already familiar with. So yes. that's why you have Shrek 1, 2, 3, and 4, I think. And all these all these sequel movies. The only sequel movies I see are Harry Potter or Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I don't really go to see sequel of... What's what's the movie that's on the list? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. I'm sorry. You said that you're looking forward to that movie, but I didn't even see the first one. I just read the book, that little children's book. I didn't know it was a book. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. Everything that's a book eventually gets made into a movie, and then that movie turns into a sequel. And then that sequel turns it, you know, it just keeps going and going. It does. But I I kind of am excited for Despicable Me, too. We, I love that movie. I went to um, Universal this weekend with my brother because he's on his spring break, and so he's in town. And so we went to Universal and, and rode the ride, and, and they have all the stuff set it's up. It's such for a the, cute ride. It is such a cute ride, and it, it's, it's so fluffy, I'm going to die. <laughs> I get so excited in that movie. Like I just I can watch that movie all the time because it has such a good message, and it's just It really is adorable. funny. It's really funny for, for a kids, kids movie. movie, you know. And so I'm actually kind of excited for the second one. Um, I will go see that. I'm not gonna lie. That one I will see. And I normally don't like sequels, like I just said, but I will see that one. And then another sequel. I think it's actually more of a prequel. Is Monsters University? And I have no idea what that's about. It's about everybody from Monsters Inc. when they were little. <gasps> Like, no way! In, like in college, you just, just had the list on there, so I'm like, I don't know any of these movies. Most of the ones on the list that are coming out this year are sequels. Monsters University. I loved Monsters Inc. I should have assumed, and it's a Pixar movie, so it's going to be Pixar really good. Movie, so I'm actually really excited for this one. I think it's when does it come out? Over the summer, I'm guessing, right? I think June, June 21st. 21st. Um, it's all of them in high school. In high school, or no, in college, actually. And so it's all of them, you know, just parties, parties. And um, I think Randolph is actually, is that his name? Yeah, I think so. He's a nerd. I've seen a picture of him with the purple guy with his little glasses and and everything. And that's going to be so cute. Um, I love Boo in the movie, but she won't be in that. Movie. I don't think she will. No, because that was after college. But that's I, so adorable. I think it'll actually be a decent 
movie. See, it's Pixar. I love Pixar movies. Pixar does a really good job with movies. Mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, and now I'm drawing a blank with all my other Pixar movies. <laughs> all those other good ones. <laughs> Wally and... Well, Wally was yeah. good. I didn't see that one, but see, I'm, now I'm just like naming things off the top of my hat because I can do that. Um, and then another Disney movie is The Lone Ranger, which will have um, Johnny Depp and my favorite actress, Helena Bohm Carter. I don't know who that is. She played Bellatrix in the Harry Potter movies, and she played um, oh, okay. Mrs. Lovett in Sweeney Todd. Okay. And so she's married to Tim Burton. Gotcha. Um... I'm actually really excited for this. I think it used to be a TV show in the 80s. Hmm. And it looks really, really interesting. Um, I really want to see The Hunger Games catching fire. Even though I haven't read that book yet. I know. You're staring at me like I I did something really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I need to read it. I always pick up a book over the summer because I have time. Mm. So maybe, I don't know when that movie comes out. I'm, I'm assuming over the summer. September. Oh, okay, so I'll, ha- I'll have time over the summer to read the book, and then I will go to the- see the movie. I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, on my Tumblr, I, I follow a lot of people who are, you know, into the Hunger Games mm-hmm. books and everything, and so they post a lot of stuff from the old movies and from the new movies, and so you see, um, you know, pictures of things that they've found and releases and everything like that, and just the costumes. Katniss Everdeen. I'm so excited. Ugh. Like I've I've read the the trilogy and you know I'm just I'm so incredibly thrilled. I just remember the last movie, the premiere. There was this one girl who had all these sayings on her fingernails. She did her nails up and she had like quotes from the book on her fingers. And she saw the midnight premiere and was, I was like, you went over the top. Props to you. <laughs> I just saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did go see the midnight premiere and I did not think it was going to be as packed as it was. Yeah, I didn't think so either. The only movie theater in Tuscaloosa, every single, you know... It the, was already sold out? It was sold out, and they filled the entire 22 theater, 22 Max rooms. Capacity. Yeah. And a sorority bought one of the theater rooms. Are you serious? I'm, I cannot lie. <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> I, I can't, but I cannot lie about this. <laughs> like, I wish I could make this up. But they, they bought this theater room. So that their entire sorority could come watch the midnight premiere. I'm sure they're going to do that for the next one. They probably will. And it's September, so they're all going to be back in school. And they'll so. all be excited. And May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one, which was a book as well, is The Great Gatsby. See, I love the book. I didn't have to read it, but I, I do really? plan on reading it before I go watch it because I'm just one of those people. Like, I like to read the book and then watch I'm not going to ruin it for you. Please don't. I'm so excited, though. I really like Leonardo DiCaprio. Who doesn't? I don't know. Apparently, the Grammys and the Academy Awards, because he's <laughs> never won anything. <laughs> it's not so the Grammys, sad. but... <laughs> not the Grammys. Of course he hasn't won a Grammy, let's be honest. <laughs> if he did. He hasn't won an Oscar. An Oscar or the... He's the most underappreciated actor in yes. Hollywood. I think so, and so... He's just very under underappreciated talent, and so hopefully for this one, I'm rooting for him this time. Maybe that he'll pull one through. But and we have some top not movies we are not going to see at all. Oh, I'm not excited. First for off, days. I only saw Hangover Threes on this list of movies we really don't want to see. Even though I know it's going to be funny, I didn't see the second one. 
and I'm probably not going to see the third one. And I know I didn't see the second one. Uh, whatever. There's all this hype for it. The only thing I remember about the second one was the tattoo, the Mike Tyson tattoo. Mm-hmm. They got in trouble for it. I don't remember all the specifics, but that was like the one thing that drew me to the movie. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a hangover, too. It's a sequel, blah, blah, blah. It probably won't be as funny. But then I hear it's funnier than the first one. So I saw the second one first because it was my first rated R movie that I saw legally. Oh, okay. See, because it came out right around my birthday when I turned 18, so it was the first one that I could go and show my ID and get into the movie theater all by myself. I still get carded now. I do, too. How annoying is that? And my friend who looks like she's 12 doesn't get carded. I get carded. But he cards me. I was kind of, I was like, really? Really? And he was like, oh, I just wanted to check. Okay, okay. I see you. (laughs) I'm, I'm not excited. I think it looks exactly like the first one. Because don't they lose Doug again? How many hangovers can I mean, we're college kids. How many hangovers can you have? A lot. So Apparently. let's, let's just make like hangover 2000. This is supposed 2000. to be the end. This is supposed to be the end. It's supposed to be the trilogy. And they're calling it a day after this one. So hopefully they will It's just because it, it makes alone. a lot of money. It does. So doing another movie, people are more familiar with the, the movie already. Did you know that they have a slot machine in the casino? I went to the Hard Rock Casino, in the Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Tampa. They have a hangover slot machine. That's crazy. It's actually a lot of fun. But I was like, really? They have slot machines too? And now they're coming out with a third movie? Are you serious? That's absolutely crazy. I know. You're just, just, they don't even have, I digress. They don't even have the levers on the slot machines anymore. You just press the button. That's sad. I know. I was so excited just to do that because I went when I turned 21. And I was like, you don't even pull the machine, like the slot. That's so sad. I got off topic there. Anyways, back to movies. <laughs> what are other ones are we not going to see? I'm Fast and the Furious 6. Could we have stopped at like Fast and the Furious 3 or 2? I think we could have stopped after the first one personally. Oh. <laughs> Which I shouldn't be saying that because my roommate's boyfriend, this is his favorite set of movies. Like, I've never seen like, the first one. I haven't seen any of them, so I'm, I don't understand the big hype. It's fast cars and pretty women. So so that's all you really need if you're a guy, I guess. <laughs> Two thumbs up for any guy that watches the movie. Yes. <laughs> um, Universal Studios actually has the cars, a couple of the cars on display, so you can go and... Did you see that? I did. I did, actually. That's how I know that they're there. Um, oh. They're actually really nice looking. I think, I guess if you are a car guy, that's why you kind of like these movies, but... See, I'm not... Six of them? I just pump my own gas. I don't know how to do anything else besides <laughs> drive and pump my own gas. <laughs> yeah, I can... Yeah, that's about all I can do. I can change my windshield wipers on occasion. Yeah, see, I can't even do that and make my dad do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not too fast and furious, guys, if anyone's <laughs> wondering. <laughs> and I'm not very blue either because I haven't seen the Smurf 1 or 2, and they're making a second one. Yep. Blue, no. not really. Not, yeah. Not I think the that. only thing good about this is Neil Patrick Harris. Really? Yeah. See, still not going to see it. I'm not going to. I, I think you could maybe pay me to go see it, and that's about it. But I won't pay to go see it. No. You would have to pay me. Yes. Especially when it comes to Paranormal Activity 5. You could not pay me to go see it, <laughs> <laughs> and I will not pay to go see it. Again, like the Fast and Furious, you could have stopped at the first one and we would have gotten it. There was, what is it, Scary Movie 5 now? They're making fun. I feel like a lot of scary movies have made, or the the comedy movies making fun of other movies, they've made fun of Paranormal Activity tons of times. Yes. Like, why do people keep seeing this terrible movie? I don't know. I, 
I really can't say anything because my brother and I did watch whatever the newest one is, three or So four. it would obviously be four since they're making a five. Yeah, so it was four. Oh, no. You don't want to see Anchorman 2? I do Are you not. serious? We're not friends anymore. I oh, my gosh. Ron Burgundy? Maybe because I was, like, 11 but when I, I love saw lamp. the original. <laughs> I love Lamp. <laughs> when I saw the original Anchorman, I saw it with my parents, and I was 11 years old. So I think I'm scarred for life from Anchorman. Oh, see, Maybe? the first time I saw it, I was sitting with my friend. She's like, this is the funniest movie ever. And I'm watching, I'm like, this is the stupidest movie ever. And then the second time I watched it, I was in awe. I was like, why didn't I think that was this was funny? That's kind of how Napoleon Dynamite was for me, too. The first time you watch it, it's ah. terrible. And then the second time, you laugh at all of the little jokes and you pick up more. So I feel like that's Maybe that's if how I Anchorman watched is. it again, I would be okay. But I think because I watched it so young and I watched it with my parents and it's one of those terribly embarrassing things and you're just sitting there and you wonder, like, is it appropriate for me to laugh right now? Like, oh. is this okay? Is this the cologne and- part? Yes, <laughs> the cologne. It works all the time, 60% of the time. I think that was the line, something like that. I think so. But I just maybe if I watch it again, I'll find it more funny. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. I'm upset that you didn't want to see it. Now maybe, we're, maybe I'll watch it again and then we can go see Anchorman too. Okay, together. and we'll let you guys know how good it is. But I don't even know. I, I'm sure that's a summer blockbuster that's coming out as well. It probably is. See, and if I go see a movie, I'm probably going to do it with my boyfriend. So I'll go out on a date. But see, I don't have to deal with the whole awkward first date problem anymore because it's not a problem because we've been dating for so long. But ladies. Listen up. Do you agree with these four tips for dating success? The first one. These are four simple ones that you would think everyone, every guy would figure out, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. This would be bad. These are four things that women don't really like guys to do on the first date. So the first one is don't talk about sex. Second one, don't be negative. The third one, which is an obvious, don't discuss your ex. And the fourth one, don't be rude. And you would think that don't be rude is a really obvious one too, but... I don't know. I always like it when a guy opens the door for me or, you know, it's polite. A nice gentleman. So let's go back to the first one. Don't talk about sex. I'm sorry. That's just complete turnoff. I hope any guy that's listening doesn't do that because most women, sure, it's not like we don't like to talk about it, but definitely not on the first date. It's just totally inappropriate, especially if it's a blind date and I do not know you. Oh, my goodness. No, I think... It's embarrassing. And I think that you... As a woman, like, I want a guy to think that I have enough self-respect that exactly. I'm not going to talk about that on the first date. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that a guy needs to understand that I'm going to have enough self-respect not to. And if you ask me about it, that that's, we're not going to have a second date. <laughs> like, if you think <laughs> that done. I have such low self-respect for myself that I'm going that's, to. That's what it's really about because I, I thought that guys saw women as attractive when they have respect for themselves and they hold themselves at a certain demeanor. But some guys obviously don't think about that, and they're just trying to get the ones that are easy picking, you know, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the second one on the list is don't be negative. No one wants to date a negative person because probably if you got out of a relationship, it probably ended, ended in a really bad tone or manner. So you might be negative from that, but don't bring that into your new relationship where you're starting off with a clean slate. That's just... You're you're setting yourself up for failure when you start off like that because it's supposed to be light, like, what's your favorite color? And <laughs> don't start off with that, guys. <laughs> Please don't. That was a really bad example. <laughs> what, what do you like to do? Where do you work? 
Do you have any brothers or sisters? Where do you live? Do you go to school? Things like that are acceptable and doing it in a positive, upbeat, not like, well, I really hate my life today because I worked and then you go on for like a 10 minute monologue about how terrible your life is. The girl's probably sitting there like, check please, check, check, check. Well, now I hate my life. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing about your terrible life. No one likes a negative Nancy. Exactly. So true. The third one on the list, don't don't discuss your ex. I feel like this is, this should be a no-brainer. This absolutely should. Because they're an ex for a reason. Exactly. And you shouldn't bring them up, especially not on the first date. I mean, maybe... A few dates later, maybe what happened with you and your ex. But not on the first date, like, hi, my name is Joe. So what happened with you and your ex? Why aren't you together? Blah, 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 blah. No. No. N- not cool. Because I'm going on this first date to forget about him. So if, if you're going to be talking or asking me questions about my ex, or you're going to be talking about your ex, obviously, you're one, either not over them, or you're, it, honestly, I just think that's what it is. You're just not over that person, because you're still fixated on talking about or that person. Or if you're asking me about my ex, you're clearly not confident enough in yourself. Like That's, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Like You need to be confident enough in yourself to understand that I'm on a date with you, and I'm over my ex, or at least trying to be. Um, and if I'm not, then we'll figure out that out. I'll feel bad. <laughs> Rebound. Oh. <laughs> that would feel. That would be really bad. That but would be really bad. Just don't do it, guys. Don't do it because women don't like it. And fourth, don't be rude. Just don't be rude. I don't feel like I have much to say about that. But I, don't be rude. But it's not even just not being rude to your date. It's not being rude to the waiter. That's true. Or, I forgot about this. You know, the hostess or the host or or whoever. It's being kind and gentlemanly to everyone because it shows. Mm-hmm. Because if you're sitting there and, and you're being rude to the waiter, then and if, what if I'm a waitress? Yeah. You know, how are you going to treat me? Like, if you think that this is like a low level job or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's all about personality though. You, I know that if you're a guy and you're coming out of a bad relationship and you're kind of bitter about it, you, it might've changed you in some way, but don't let it affect a new door that just opened in your life you're you're starting off fresh just try to be positive i think that's the main reason just be positive don't don't reflect on the past as much that's all i have to say i I think some good words of wisdom those four things are just should already be known but just in case you forgot and you're going on a first date i know it's monday but if you're going on a first date on friday or saturday or you're going on one tonight Keep them in mind. <laughs> and, you know, we always have that. I always have that awkward thing on first dates where the check comes and you don't really know the guy that well. And you're like, so do I pay for my part or is he paying for all of it? And most of the time, I think as girls, or for myself anyways, I always want to show that I'm kind of not, not, yeah, I'm independent and I'm not relying on the guy to pay because then that puts the guy in an awkward stance. If you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, the bill is like $25. You got it, babe even though you wouldn't be calling him babe after the first date. It's all you. <laughs> it's all you, guy. <laughs> Whatever your name is. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I I always just reach for my wallet, and I'm like, oh, how much do I owe you? And then that's when they, either they go, oh, you owe me $15, or they go, no, 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 I got it. No, it's, it's, it's on me. And I feel like even if they're like, oh, no, it's on me, it's like, well, why don't we go, you know, get ice cream afterwards? And then I'll pay for that. that. Show that you're still trying. I love that. You're not trying to, you know, just finagle them out of all their money. (laughs) 
My my boyfriend hates that. He's like, you need to pay for something because I'm always paying for everything. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week at our regular time. You're, until next time. <laughs>